0: the following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of
4: NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. And we are now getting word from NASCAR. The winner of the 63rd running of the Daytona 500 is indeed Michael McDowell. They can go ahead and celebrate now. It will be a victory by mere inches. McDowell wins the Daytona 500.
5: You know, whether I win this race or not, you know, not what defines you right and you know it's unbelievable and i'm so thankful but man uh, i'm thankful to have a, a happy healthy family and a beautiful wife and a, a great family and uh, not everybody makes it to victory lane and you know for 14 years i didn't and um, you know so just to be here now is just so amazing
0: nascar live is brought to you by blue emu maximum pain relief the official pain relief cream of nascar It works fast, and you won't stink. And by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. From the MRN studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew welcoming you to the week leading into Speed Week's 2022 at Daytona. Coming up on this week's show... We're going to do some team previews on several teams inside of the NASCAR Cup Series garage, including the two Toyota teams of Joe Gibbs Racing and 2311 Racing. We're also going to check in on the championship Chevrolet effort for Cliff Daniels, Kyle Larson, the number five team in Hedrick Motorsports. We'll chat with the crew chief, Cliff Daniels, on this week's show. We also sat down with Brad Keslowski. He's preparing to take on the new role of team owner and driver. At the same time, over at Ralph Fenway Keselowski Racing, we'll check in with Brad. And we're also going to check in on Richard Childress Racing and Front Row Motorsports as they get set to go this weekend in Daytona. Plus, we're going to step over into the NASCAR Xfinity Series and NASCAR Camping World Truck Series garages. We'll give you some updates there, some changes there. And we'll also look back on last year's Daytona 500 with a NASCAR Live backtracks. But first to get us going this week, everyone has a favorite memory when it comes to to racing in the Great American Race, including some of your favorite drivers. Here are some current NASCAR Cup Series drivers' favorite Daytona 500 moments.
2: Kyle Busch spins, Matt Kenseth spins, but here comes the race to the Daytona 500 victory at the stripe. Kevin Harvick gets it by inches, comes out of nowhere, and Kevin Harvick is the 2007 Daytona 500 winner. Every
6: February, 40 drivers come to Daytona with the hope that this will be their year. NASCAR's deepest racing roots are here, the only race where the winner is crowned with an immediate and lasting glory beyond the usual for winning a Cup Series event. For even if you never win another race, your name will be remembered because you won the Daytona 500.
4: Nothing's got to give. Here comes Carl Edwards. He's got momentum. David
2: Gilliland giving him a shove to the inside of Labonte. Now Trevor Bain will cross over the final time off four. Trevor Bain playing defense. He's out in front at age 20. He's Going to win the 53rd Daytona 500.
6: Some drivers seem to be blessed on the high banks. Multi time winners like Denny Hamlin, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and Richard Petty come to mind. Other drivers fight their whole careers for one moment of glory here.
7: Earnhardt in front of Bobby Labonte, a lap car to the inside. Rusty Wallace, make that Mayfield and Labonte, banging for second to the stripe. Dale Earnhardt comes to the white flag and the caution flag, and Dale Earnhardt is going to win the Daytona 500 in his 20th try. It'll be Earnhardt coming to the stripe, finally eluding the one prize in NASCAR racing that has eluded him the most over his illustrious career.
6: For those who emerge victorious, it's the chance to be part of an exclusive club
4: the daytona 500 is over and across the line taking the captain roger penske to victory lane is joey logano
6: if you think it's that cool to start the
8: race imagine what it feels like to win the daytona 500 the great american race uh i, I don't know I mean, it's just the it's so special right it's something that you realize how big of a deal it is, obviously, when you're in the race, right? You know it's big. We won the Daytona 500, and it was so, like, we are so excited. We knew the, at the moment what it meant. But afterwards, there's so many other cool things that go along with it that I didn't really think of. You know, leaving your car in, in the museum there, that's pretty neat. Uh, seeing the trophy, right, the big, like, there's the little one that, that we get to have, but there's the big one that lives at the Speedway, and it has everybody's name etched into this thing that won the Daytona 500 before and you start reading the names and you start to think oh my gosh my name's gonna be on that trophy too like that's super cool I get chills thinking about it.
2: Austin Dillon leads the pack off turn number four no one ever thought he would contend for the win but he's gonna do it he's gonna win the 60th running of the Daytona 500.
9: Uh, I think just how special it was to our organization Um, all the people that have put so much into my career at RCR and um, just going to victory lane there it's its an epic feeling it's a dream come true coming to the start finish line and no one's there everybody's behind you whether you win the Daytona 500
6: once or multiple times there is always that one moment you want to replay forever
1: but here comes Hamlin storming at the outside of the racetrack for second and
10: that outside lane up to the second spot led by Denny Hamlin Throws the block. Does Matt Kenseth. He's out of shape. Here comes Martin Truex Jr. to the bottom.
4: Checkered flag waving at the
10: start-finish
4: line. Who will get there first? It's Truex on the inside. Hamlin on the outside and two. Close to call. Denny Hamlin showing up as the race winner.
8: My favorite uh, 500 memory, I mean, probably would be the last lap of 2016. I mean, just, you know, how we were able to win that in the closest finish ever. Um, I, you know, it just I wish I could relive that lap again because things happen so quickly
6: For those who fall just short of winning the great American race, coming so close, but then watching someone else live your dream leaves a lasting image in the mind
4: Denny Hamlin showing up as the race winner that is unofficial Truex coming home second
11: Second favorite memory was finished in second by about eight inches, eight inches or six inches or whatever it was, so uh It was cool to be part of the closest finish in Daytona 500 history. I just wish I was on the winning side of it, not the losing side of it. The
6: hopes, the dreams, the successes, the failures, the crashes, all of these make up the great American race. All of these make it special. There is no other race like it. That's why there is only one Daytona 500.
1: Thank you, Kurt. Coming up, we sit down with the new team owner of Roush Fenway Keslowski Racing, Brad Keslowski, And later, we'll preview the seasons ahead for Joe Gibbs Racing and 2311 Racing.
12: NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota Racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those cameras up! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc.
1: This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. One of the biggest stories of the 2021 NASCAR Cup Series season was Brad Keselowski's decision to depart the number two car at Team Penske and team up with Roush Fenway Racing, basically making Roush Fenway Keselowski Racing, or simply RFK. Our Dylan Welch sat down with Brad as he embarks on this new professional challenge.
6: I know a lot of you guys were with us when we were at the Hall of Fame, and we announced Brad Coming into the Ralph Fenway family, uh, obviously a lot of dialogue then. And, and a lot of the questions that we had at the time were about, all right, what's the team name gonna be? Are you guys gonna rebrand? And, and we kind of said, hey, right now, we're just trying to digest the, you know, Brad coming on board. And Brad was still running for a championship. We were still going. And we said, all right, why don't we, let's wait till the right time to talk about that. And so now fast forward and, uh, and here we are. It is the right time. That
13: passion that started this team Uh, is the dna that will live on to me forever and that we aim to have so it's with that dna that we're reinvigorating and trying to find that next step and making the commitment to the future because uh, we believe and i believe in the future of nascar uh
14: well we talk about the new team obviously um haven't run a race yet but what's been the biggest challenge that you guys have or that you specifically have have faced just with starting this new team or, you know, adding your name to an already established team? Yeah, the biggest challenge for me is, you know, an everyday
13: challenge. It's, you know, serving the people that uh, are part of our company, getting them what they need to be successful
14: and creating the culture that will be required for us to be sustainable for years to come. What about as a driver, what can you bring to the table? What do you bring to the table as far as just perspective of the industry or or, you know different viewpoints maybe that that wasn't there before well i like the thing i bring a lot to the table most importantly probably is
13: credibility Uh, having won races and you know had a a pretty good career to date outside of that hopefully some modern practices and perspectives that uh,
14: uh maybe some others didn't have now that you you know are in the shop and you're you know you guys are full steam ahead here what do you need? Where, where are you lacking? What do you need to be competitive when you guys show up at the racetrack? Well, you know, you just got to come to the racetrack and you got to be
13: fast. Um, it's really hard to be successful in anything you're doing when the cars aren't fast. So our biggest challenge is making the cars fast then coming behind that and executing it.
4: Proud on their feet. Here they come, racing back to the checkered flag. They're crashing further back. Eric Jones is involved. Here comes Michael McDowell pulling alongside. It won't be enough. And Brad Keselowski has picked up the win, scoring the victory in the Geico 500 at Talladega by a mere inches. Um, Daytona
14: 500 now. You've obviously you had a lot of success at the super speedways in the past the 500 specifically has eluded you what about that race just makes it so tough yeah
13: it's the only plate race i haven't won uh, you know i've been in position to win it a small handful of times um it's turned quite frankly into a wreck fest every time and eluded me accordingly I, I can't control guys wrecking or causing wrecks so i don't like that as an answer um i'm not a big believer in luck per se that said, there's been things that happened that have been out of my control, and uh, you pick up the pieces and go on.
1: Logano leads down the back straightaway. Keselowski's in line. Now he turns him. Boot Team Penske cars crash. Keselowski is up in a ball of flame, up into the outside wall. He'll take Kyle Busch with him. Everybody now racing off the corner in a horrific crash on the final lap of the Daytona 500.
14: Do the wrecks at that race happen just because it is the 500 and guys want to win that so badly? And the wrecks in the 500 happen
13: because there's a bunch of people that are in way over their heads and making moves they have no business to make.
14: Talk about your dad really quick. Obviously, we lost him you know, a month or so ago. What's the biggest lesson you learned from him just as far as uh, life in general? I mean not, you know, not even racing specific necessarily. Yeah, I think just my dad was a um, very
13: stubborn man. And in a lot of ways, people consider that to be an insult. I think it's one of the biggest compliments. Because uh, stubborn people uh, don't give up, they don't quit. Uh, generally, they have great work ethic, and um, they find a way to succeed. And that was my dad. Cool.
14: Dale Jr. is going into the Hall of Fame. Obviously, had a big impact on your career as well. Um, what about your memories from racing with Dale, or you know, your thoughts on him going into the Hall of Fame? What did he mean to your career? Yeah, I mean, he was huge for me. He gave me, candidly, my first major break um,
13: that I needed to be successful with a good team. Um, I'd caught a lot of good breaks before that, not to undermine anything else that happened, but he was the first one that really invested me for a full season ride or opportunity and, and saw the potential and promise, and I owe him a great debt of service accordingly.
1: Coming up, we preview what 2022 looks like for two Toyota teams, Joe Gibbs Racing and 2311 Racing. And later, Chevy Crew Chief Cliff Daniels will stop by.
12: This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home.
1: Welcome back to NASCAR Live. 2021 was a strong year for Joe Gibbs Racing. All four of its drivers landed in victory lane during the season and subsequently landed in the playoffs. JGR once again had a presence in the championship four as Denny Hamlin and Martin Truex Jr. just fell short of a championship. Here's an update on JGR and 2311 Racing as they once again form an alliance.
15: The NASCAR Cup Series season gets underway this week as Speed Weeks is in full force in Daytona. One team expected to field drivers with championship aspirations is Joe Gibbs Racing. JGR saw all four of its drivers win on the Cup Series last season and two racing in the championship four last November in Phoenix. One of those drivers was Martin Truex Jr., a four-time winner on the Cup Series in 2021. Truex is a firm believer that the success of the organization pushes. All four of its drivers to strive for more.
11: Yeah, no question. I think we all push each other to be better. I think that's what's great about having teammates, especially teammates that are really good. Um, You know, you're always looking at stuff, you're always learning from them. We're always sharing ideas, and um, you know, it's interesting what kind of things you you learn or see or hear that maybe you you didn't think about. You know, and I think we all have those things that we add to the conversation that makes us all better. So. it's awesome at the end of the day yes there's a competition we all want to be the guy we all want to win the most races we want to you know be the leader for the, for jgr Um, So it's good when you're able to do that.
15: Denny Hamlin followed up a seven-win season in 2020 with a shutout from victory during the 2021 regular season, narrowly missing the regular season points crown. Hamlin finally got back to his winning ways once the playoffs began with victories at Darlington and Las Vegas to clinch a spot in the championship four where he fell short for the second straight year. To date, Hamlin has done everything but win a championship, which has given him time to reflect on narrowly missing that elusive prize.
8: Yeah, I mean, I, I, you just always self-analyze, and that's something that I, I really do a lot is, is figuring out, you know, how I can be better as a driver. Um, I, I learned really from 2010 the most of just kind of getting in my own head a little bit too much and, you know, thinking about things too much, worrying about outside things that really I can't control. And from that point on, um you know 2014 19 20 21 as crazy as i rattle them off there's there's just not anything i could do different in any of them you know the speedier car matters cautions when they happen they all matter but those are the things i can't control um you know the big piece of tape we put on our car at the end of the race like you know i you know we just didn't have things didn't happen right i mean kyle lars's pit crew takes him from first to fourth or fourth to first and, you know, it controls a restart and it's over. Or if the race just goes green, it, we're in good shape. It's just so many little things that have kept us out. But that's part of the sport that, that we, we live in. And it's not a one person, you know, one team versus another uh, going for a championship or a Super Bowl or whatever or a World Series. It's it's you versus 36 others. And the 35th place car can blow a tire and it can ruin your day and your, and your result. It has nothing to do with what you did. So I've just learned over my careers to control what I can control and I have to live with the result.
15: 2022 will mark 18 years in the nascar cup series for kyle bush the two-time cup series champ has accomplished just about everything a nascar driver can with victories from charlotte motor speedways coke 600 to back-to-backs at the brickyard and bettering the high banks of bristol despite all of that bush doesn't focus on wins when reflecting on his racing legacy
5: not necessarily no
3: um you know people ask me well when you retire how do you want to be remembered and I'm like well you want to be you want to be well liked you know and and remembered for uh, a lot of great things which obviously uh, a lot of on-track success will help attribute to some of that positive Um, so I feel like that's kind of the biggest thing for me um, is just that but then also being one that has just helped further along and develop the sport Um, you know whether it's been me, with rule changes or safety changes or, um, you know, even bringing on younger drivers through KBM and the Toyota Driver Development Program, uh, I feel like we've, we've done uh, a lot for this sport and continuing to add to it as the years have gone on.
15: Christopher Bell held up his end of the bargain, picking up his first Cup Series victory last year, winning on the Daytona road course and securing a place in the playoffs. This year, Bell will surely be looking to build from that success. Joe Gibbs Racing will continue its alliance with 2311 Racing in 2022. 2311, owned by NBA legend Michael Jordan and Gibbs driver Denny Hamlin, is back for its second season on the Cup Series. Last year, Jordan set a lofty goal to win a race in year one, and Bubble Wallace met that with a win at Talladega Super Speedway in October. What heights can Wallace reach in year two?
11: Yeah, just just cool to look back on the season and and appreciate all the moments that have happened, the good and bad. Um, but, you know, Talladega obviously stands out for multiple reasons. Just finally getting that win and, um, you know, all the history that kind of set in place is another thing. But just finally, you know, it was finally they called the race, but finally getting that win and, and, and adding my name to the list. So obviously I wanted to race it to the end and get the win that way because I knew our car was, was totally capable of doing that. But these things are so hard to come by. Um, so I'll take it any way we can get it, but um, just just continue to be proud of the of the team and, and what we're doing. Expanding now with a lot of new additions with Kurt coming over and uh, a lot of new opinions and mindsets, so I'm excited about it.
15: Wallace will have the benefit of a teammate in 2022. As 2004 Cup Series champion, Kurt Busch joins 2311, piloting the number 45. Last year, rumors swirled around Busch's future in NASCAR, but he's happy to be racing for a new team and in the next-gen car.
3: It's going great. Uh, Billy Scott, our crew chief on the number 45, is a, a guy I raced with a few years ago at SHR. And I feel like we didn't miss a beat. We were off and running right away. And we have a, a good group of guys and girls on our team that when they heard I was coming and Billy Scott was gonna come in for a two-year contract, it's like everybody was like, I'm in. You know, like some people don't know where their job will take them or I don't know if I wanna stay here. It was really neat to see it all come together through Toyota and Monster Energy and people are like, I'm in, I'm in for two years.
15: With the experience and new talent aboard for Joe Gibbs Racing and 2311, 2022 is set up to deliver a season filled with successes for the two Toyota teams.
1: Coming up, we talk to 2021 NASCAR Cup Series Championship winning crew Chief Cliff Daniels, and later, we look back on the 2021 Daytona 500. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Kyle Larson took the NASCAR Cup Series by storm last year, winning the 2021 title. And standing on the pit box and guiding Kyle through the season-long domination was his crew chief, Cliff Daniels. Cliff sat down with the hosts of MRN's crew call, Steve Post and Todd Gordon, to look back on the championship season as the number 5 team hopes to keep that momentum heading into 2022.
16: Cliff, the championship season, the offseason, did you have a little opportunity to reflect on it, to, to, to savor the accomplishment from last year?
17: Um, I, I can honestly say no, and and I hope that I don't regret that one day. Um, Todd knows how it is. When you uh, when you have a season like that, it's, it's great, but then there's always role changes. There's always something new that comes along, and uh, our offseason was completely consumed with all things next-gen, Coupled with my wife and I had our second child, uh, baby boy, born December 6th. So uh, any, any you know, thought of having truly time off or, or time to savor the moment um, was gone pretty quick. But uh, all, all good. Very thankful for all the things that happened last year. I had a great offseason. Busy, of course, but uh, ready to get going for 2022.
16: With Daytona right in front of us here, and the potential to lose a couple of race cars at Daytona. I'm fairly confident you guys run the Daytona 500 just as hard and aggressive as always, but does it impact the way you practice, the the dual races? Is, Is there something in the back of your mind that you as an organization have to keep in mind at Daytona?
17: Yeah, without question. I think a lot of us, you know, under a normal circumstance of car inventory would probably do more drafting before qualifying, just to kind of get the data point of, you know, how how is our car going to be in in the duels? Uh, And and then how can you adapt your qualifying setup to not completely get rid of all drivability for the duels? Um, And and now we're probably going to be very limited in any drafting that we would do in practice prior to qualifying into the duels. And and even within the duels themselves, yes, you want to get the best starting spot that you can. You want to get the best pit pick that you can as a result of, uh, you know, a good finish in the duel. But um, we just can't take unnecessary risk. We can't go be as aggressive maybe as we've seen some years at the duels. At least I hope we are. not It has been, you know, a topic here within (laughs) Hendrick Motorsports. Larson and I have talked about it a couple of times and making sure we don't, uh, we just don't put ourselves in a bad spot. You want to be able to take your primary car into the 500 always, but more than ever this year because of, uh, yeah, because of limited, you know, parts, supplies, cars, all those things.
16: Final question for you, Cliff, before we uh, cut you loose here and uh, head on down to Daytona. you've won a championship now you've been around the sport you grew up on the short tracks of virginia um on the pecking order of important things to you a daytona 500 championship where does that fit into your personal pecking order of uh, i want to grab one of those i want to grab one of those and i might as well do it now
17: my answer to that isn't super short because uh I, as a kid i always thought it would be so cool to win the daytona 500 that was always this, this big aspiration and of course winning a, a cup championship um but I'm going to be honest with you, my experiences at Daytona with Tony Stewart, with Jimmy Johnson, and so far with Kyle Larson have not been great. So I feel like there's this like gray cloud over my head when it comes to the 500. We when we've had good cars. Something happens at the end of the race. When we haven't had good cars and we find ourselves up front. We still get crashed coming off of turn four and finish you know 18th or something. So um, I, I don't know. I think it's kind of mellowed out my experience. Uh, realistic thoughts for Daytona of uh, maybe it could, could never happen or, or I I, I don't know. I, I would love to have it because it's the, um, it's the great, great American race. It's the, the biggest race of our season. Everybody wants to win that race to have the, the, you know, bragging rights of it. And, and just all the, you know, great things I'm sure that come with winning the Daytona 500. Um, I just haven't had any good experiences in 10 or 12 years of sports. So I, I don't know, maybe one day it'll happen. Hopefully it does. To hear the
1: entire episode, download it and subscribe to Crew Call wherever you get your podcasts. And also, be sure to subscribe to the MRN YouTube page where you can watch the show every Thursday at noon Eastern. Coming up, we'll dial the clock back to last year and remember the 2021 renewal of the Great American Race. And later, what could possibly come this season for Richard Childress Racing and Front Row Motorsports?
0: NASCAR Live is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink.
1: Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. It's now time to fire up the old MRN time machine. You know, we've spent the last few weeks looking back on some of the classic Daytona 500 races. Well, this week, we're not going too far back in time as we reflect Back on last year's Daytona 500, with this a special edition of NASCAR Live Backtracks.
3: This is our Super Bowl for all these drivers. They are all jacked up. They're ready to go. Tyler Reddick, Corning, California. Now that I kind of tripped myself out a little bit, I can get in the car a lot easier since I'm not having to bend my, my beer gut. In half on top
14: of itself, I can get in the car a lot quicker, you know? Surprised with all the oysters
4: and crab legs we had last night. Oh, I sent them back to the ocean already. 40 cars come down to the line, they call it the great American race, and the green flag is in the air, and we're running the 63rd annual Daytona 500. Whoa, trouble back straight away. Now Eric Amarola gets turned.
14: Yeah, we're crashed here, and so is everybody else. Uh, I have no vitals, yeah, I'm okay. Wow,
9: unbelievable been that hard this early into a 500-mile race. Uh.
4: Eric Almirola, uh running second. Behind him, Christopher Bell on the bottom of the racetrack. Looks like Christopher got into the back of Eric. Y'all good there? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, what a mess there. Dude, that's a hell of a job. That's, that's a really good car for pushing there. Take care of your stuff here get behind the four wherever he goes through back in the corner you stay right in track with him there's cars everywhere over there now we are getting word from nascar that we need to bring this race to a stop on pit road we have lightning in the area got a lightning strike gonna bring you down pit road pit road's closed but they'll bring you down make sure we get everything turned off
14: Guys we got a lot of rain coming. Just prepared
3: for that. Yeah and the driver's been waiting, probably sitting in her motorhomes a lot of just kind of hanging out, getting ready for this particular moment. Alright,
14: Bubba, Freddie, cool. Game base is back on here. Got work to do right away. Let's get to it. I'll walk you through your reference again here. Stay out. Five away. Three, two, and one. Had yeah, me all confused yes, there. Trying to wake you up, bro.
7: Needed it, I guess. I was about to come in. Ah. Damaged car of William Byron has the rear bumper cover flapping in the breeze. He's going to be getting a black flag this time by.
4: They said when when they posted doesn't need to put the tail on. The tail's still on it. But they said to post it. What do you want to do, Rudy? We got to put the left side tail on. So yeah, we can just come on down.
7: Quinn Halp gets spun around. He looked like he made contact with the outside safer barrier. Caution flies on the speedway for the third time tonight. You all right, buddy? Tire blue going into turn one. I don't know what's off the damp boxes out here. Entire blue because I ran over something when he threw it off and hit my windshield.
1: Now Ryan Priest will jump up there because Hamlin and Kyle Busch took the low line out of two. Everybody shifts to the outside.
2: Kyle can't get in line.
1: Now we'll get some help
2: from Stenhouse.
10: Stenhouse will pass it three wide on the bottom. Kyle Busch falls out of the top ten at the front of the field. That was just fantastic.
2: Holy
14: mother to get shuffled out. What the why do we suck so bad at plate races? How's your temp, sir? Who the f- cares?
7: Denny Hamlin will win stage number one.
8: Definitely feel super draggy up front. Feel slow. Yeah, support. Good job there. The air is really, really dense. Front, really dense. So pretty rare condition too. A
16: little fire down here coming out from the right rear fender of Kaz Caralis' car.
14: We got a fire in the right rear, guys. Fire in the right rear. Be ready to put that out first. Big fire in the right rear. Cycle it here. Do not cycle it. Do not cycle it. Three, two, one. Right here. Right here. Frank pedal into to the floor. Fire. There it's a fire. It's a big fire. You probably just need to, you might need to just
7: get out. If, if you aim a leaf blower at me, I'll be able to breathe. Position six, seven, and eight are Chevrolets and Ross Chastain, Austin Dillon, and Chase Elliott.
2: Y'all still awake? Yep. Watching you. Uh, just making sure.
1: Here's Kozlowski trying to make the move on Logano. Logano throws the block. Logano leads down the back straightaway. Kozlowski's in line. Now he turns him. Boot team Penske cars crash.
7: Kozlowski is up in a ball of flame.
14: Let us know you're okay as soon as you can, please.
7: Okay, I think. Still getting there. All right, nothing else coming. Direct mm-hmm. me for the win. Caution is on the speedway. We'll wait and see who was the race leader when the caution flag came out. Who won? Did we win it? The
10: winner
4: of the 63rd running of the Daytona 500 is indeed Michael McDowell. They can go ahead and celebrate now. Yes. Awesome
10: Good job, Michael.
4: Ah! Woo! Thank you.
2: Wow!
1: A massive moment in the career of Michael McDowell, who will look to defend his crown this Sunday. What's in store for Michael McDowell in 2022? When we come back, we'll preview the season ahead for Front Row Motorsports, along with previewing the 2022 campaign for Richard Childress Racing. And later, we'll take a look at some of the changes coming up to the trucks and the NASCAR Xfinity Series.
0: Today's broadcast is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. This
1: is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. About to head for the exits on this week's NASCAR Live. Before we do, we continue our 2022 team previews by taking a look at Richard Childress Racing and Front Row Motorsports, two teams that were represented in the playoffs last year, but will be hoping for more in 2022.
15: Richard Childress is one of the most recognizable names in NASCAR. A stable presence in the garage for decades, Childress has given the sport some of its most memorable moments. From the late Dale Earnhardt's epic Daytona 500 win to Austin Dillon's victory in the number three at the World Center of Racing exactly 20 years later. Experiencing a performance dry spell, RCR has struggled to capitalize on track and log the usual number of seasonal victories. In the interim, Austin Dillon, in his ninth Cup Series season, has managed to score a few big wins.
2: Austin Dillon leads the pack off turn number four. No one ever thought he would contend for the win, but he's
15: going to do it. He's going to
2: win the 60th running of the Daytona 500.
15: Dylan's credits include the Daytona 500 and the Coke 600. And although the veteran stock car pilot didn't earn a trip to Victory Lane in 2021, Dylan feels a change in the air with the introduction of the next generation car one key area of focus for dylan and rcr is road racing during the offseason teammates dylan tyler reddick and kaz grala made the trek to circuit of the americas to compete in the world racing league hoping to just log laps and gain experience the rcr drivers dominated the weekend
9: well it's pretty awesome you know we we won both days um 98 cars there. there was 30 40 in our uh class and felt like we went down there and and, uh needed to win we had the best driver lineup i feel like and um we were able to get the job done but it was great experience for when we go to coda and um just learning more about road course racing you did a lot of passing in that and uh, in the series so it was good you know you, you start to learn a little bit of different knowledge on the tracks different areas that you can run and try and find speed and laps are laps you can't beat them
15: Tyler Reddick earned back-to-back championships in the Xfinity Series before moving up to Cup, but a Cup win has still eluded him. Reddick's performance continues to progress, logging three top five and 16 top ten finishes in 2021. Hoping to improve in 22, the young gun is banking on the benefits of the next-gen car.
3: There's so much that has changed with this car. There's a lot of opportunity for, for RCR, for, well, our competitors too. You know who's gonna who's gonna learn the most from these tests? Who's gonna hit the ball running when we get to the Clash and then the 500 after that, um, and the West Coast swing? So there's there's a lot going on here, and it's a very exciting time. There's a lot to be absorbed, um, and and the pressure's on on everybody to figure this car out quick.
15: Redick believes that a focus on Cup has greatly enhanced his performance.
3: I pretty much took all the time that that I had available and directed all of it back into the Cup racing. So from you know, Monday through Thursday afternoon, sometimes Fridays. Um, well, Fridays now, but like it was all pretty much going right back into into the cup racing. So for me, um, you know, I just didn't even think it would be something I could do because I had so many tools, so many um, so many opportunities throughout the week to be able to work on those things and help my team. And uh, as this car has changed a little bit and as some things have changed a little bit, I think the window to, to go out and experience other things um, could become more beneficial than I, I think I looked at it before. You know, getting out and going and running different races or getting in different race cars. Um, the, the potential downside of it, you know, not getting maybe the fullest extent of sim time or whatever that might be, um, is a negative. But the positive of getting in a different car or learning something new experience-wise, I think, is... Is going to be a huge benefit with a car that's brand new, and you're already having to learn new, new limits, new, you know, um, the new the new limits of this new car, anyways.
15: Front Row Motorsports sprang to the forefront when Michael McDowell drove to victory lane in the 2021 Daytona 500. But McDowell didn't stop there. He continued to run up front and make the most of every race. Another win wasn't in the cards for the Arizona native in 2021, but the veteran driver has high hopes for this season. It
5: feels more profitable to me. Like, it feels like, yeah, I can do it. You know, where before it was like, I knew I could do it, but I knew everything had to be just perfect. And if I screwed up any of those elements, it would never happen. I think that's what I was carrying around. Where now it's more, like I said, it's not so much as it is relaxed, as it is just like this quiet confidence without all the extra junk.
15: The defending Daytona 500 champion also gets a new teammate this season, pairing up with young gun Todd Gilliland. The rookie brings with him a wealth of NASCAR experience, racing in the Camping World Truck Series for Kyle Busch Motorsports before moving to Front Row's truck team. The third-generation racer feels moving up to Cup with an experienced teammate like McDowell is a blessing.
8: It is really cool, and I think you know that's one of the good things about me kind of moving up within Front Row Motorsports is that I've already had a pretty good relationship with Michael over the last two years in the truck series. You know, whether it's asking him for a question or him asking me how the track changed after a race, you know, I think that's just a good start to a relationship. And then, obviously, this year is taking it to a whole nother level. But um, it's been a lot of fun. He's been nothing but helpful so far. And, you know, obviously, we want we want the same goal is to, to make Front Row Motorsports, you know, a step better every time we go out on track and um, you know, as competitive as we can be.
1: Coming up, we'll examine some of the changes in the NASCAR Camping World truck and NASCAR XFINITY Series garages in 2022.
0: This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley.
1: We're about to head for the exits on this week's NASCAR Live. Before we do, though, the NASCAR Cup Series isn't the only series getting underway this weekend in Daytona. Both the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series and NASCAR Xfinity Series seasons will be back under the green flag beginning this weekend in Daytona, and there have been several changes in those
10: series. Here's what's new. We have focused a lot the last few weeks on what is new in 2022 for the NASCAR Cup Series, but the Xfinity and Truck Series have just as many, if not more, changes as we head into the New season. Let's start with the Xfinity Series and the defending champ.
7: Here comes Daniel Hemrick. They bounce off of each other. Checkered flag in the air. Daniel Hemrick wins the NASCAR Xfinity Series championship and the race by a bumper.
10: That's right. The defending Xfinity Series champion Daniel Hemrick is moving to a new team in 2022. Hemrick exits his ride at Joe Gibbs Racing to join Callig Racing in their number 11 car. which is being vacated by Justin Haley's move to the Cup Series. And then transition into a team on the highest note that you can be on
6: as a defending series champion, trying to go back-to-back. Back. And, yeah, I know that's the that's the goal. Um, I promise you Matt Colleague and Chris Rice didn't want somebody who can't or hasn't won in their race cars, right? That's their motto. So now I know I can hopefully add to that pedigree.
10: Hemrick isn't the only new driver for Colleague in 2022 as Landon Castle moves over from J.D. Motorsports to take over the 10-car full-time. Hemrick and Castle joined defending regular season champ A.J. Holmendinger in that three-car stable. NASCAR has made a call,
4: and I think Jeff Burton's going to like it. Jeff Burton has been declared the winner of the
7: Ag Pro 300 for the NASCAR Xfinity Series.
10: To make room for Castle, Jeff Burton and colleague parted ways. But a year after finding Victory Lane for the first time, Burton was able to find a new team. Burton will join upstart team, our motorsports, for the entire schedule. Our motorsports will expand to three full-time cars in 2022, with Anthony Alfredo also joining the team after a one-year stint with Front Row Motorsports in the NASCAR Cup Series. Those two veterans join former Truck Series champion Brett Moffitt with the team.
4: Here comes Sheldon Creed leading off the end of the back straightaway. What a run. The final two laps for your new champion in the Truck Series. Off four. Final time. Checkered flag is out. And Sheldon Creed has won the Lucas Oil 150. And Sheldon Creed is a Truck
10: Series champion. Speaking of former Truck Series champions, another one is moving up to the Xfinity Series this season. 2020 champion Sheldon Creed moves from GMS Racing to Richard Childress Racing to pilot their number two entry. Creed will be joined at RCR with another longtime truck standout, Austin Hill. Hill will drive the number 21 car for the full schedule.
1: Here they come off the end of the back straightaway. For the final time, it's Wyatt Snyder down low
7: is flying around the outside lane. Snyder drifts up to put the block on. Checkered flag in the air. Last-ditch effort at the line. Side by side. And Myatt Snyder wins the contest. Boats 250 at the Homestead Miami Speedway.
10: RCR's only full-time driver from last season, Myatt Snyder, has exited the team and will drive for Jordan Anderson this season as he looks to make the playoffs in back-to-back years.
7: On a Sunday in Martinsville, Cinderella story out of nowhere. Here's Josh Ferry, checkered
10: flag in the air, and he wins the cookout 250 at Martinsville. To wrap up the team news, we've got two drivers who were part part part-time last season, moving into full-time rides at Junior Motorsports. Josh Berry found Victory Lane twice in 2021 and Junior Motorsports rewarded him with a deal to drive the number 8 car for the entire season this year. Berry split that car with Sam Mayer last season and Mayer also will drive the entire schedule. He takes over the number 1 car for a retiring Michael Annette. The schedule will also feature a new track in 22 as the series goes road racing for the first time at the Portland International Raceway in Portland, Oregon. The NASCAR Camping World Truck Series has also seen a large amount of change this offseason. One of those is a schedule change as the trucks will return to Indianapolis Raceway Park to race on the fan favorite short track in 2022. Trucks will also head out to wine country and race on the road course in Sonoma, California. The silly season movement has also been very active after two straight years in the championship four. Zane Smith found himself looking for a new ride. Smith has joined Front Row Motorsports after leaving GMS. He takes over for Todd Gilliland, who is moving up to the Cup Series.
2: Enfinger looking high, looking low, trying to defend the race lead as they come to the checker. Jordan Anderson working Grant Enfinger over. Here's Anderson to the outside. It's a sprint to
1: the finish line. They're banging corner panels. Three wide to the line in a photo finish. It's going to be Grant Enfinger, who will win by one one hundredth of a second here at Daytona. International Speedway, wow.
10: The biggest change over at GMS is the addition of veteran driver Grant Infinger. Infinger joins the team full-time after splitting time in the number 98 Thor Sport truck with Christian Eckes a year ago. Austin Hill moving up to the Xfinity Series created an opening at Hittori Racing Enterprises. The team didn't just replace Hill, but expanded to two teams. Tyler Ankrum takes over the number 16 truck, and Chase Purdy will pilot the new number 61. One entry. Finally, the tough trucks have a new big name. After multiple years with the Wood Brothers, Matt DiBenedetto was replaced by Harrison Burton. Matty D has found a new home at Rackley War Racing, where he will drive for a championship in their number 25 truck. All of those changes will certainly create a lot of excitement when both series kick off in Daytona.
1: I cannot wait to see what's in store for both those series, along with, obviously, the NASCAR Cup Series. Folks, be sure to join us for NASCAR Live Wide Open. You can get it where you download your podcast. Another episode is going to drop on Thursday. Plus, we'll also have NASCAR Live Race Day for you, Thursday night at 6 Eastern, Sunday afternoon, 1.30 p.m. Eastern. And we can't wait to bring you wall-to-wall coverage from the World Center of Racing. Our thanks to Brad Keslowski and Cliff Daniels for joining us today. I'm Mike Bagley. For the rest of the MRN crew, we thank you for joining us as well. We'll chat with you again Thursday and Sunday from the racetrack and right here next week on NASCAR Live. Until then, so long, everybody.
0: NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina, and was brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Wesselman, Julian Council, and Trey Downing. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com for all of the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts and descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.